0: Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome back to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. I am your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group, and I am going to be interviewing Ryan Underhill in today's episode. Ryan is a farmer's insurance agent out of marshall michigan i am going to be asking him different questions on personal insurance whether that's homeowners or car insurance and some great questions for young families let's get started all right ryan welcome to the show yeah thank you connor so most times you know when i i'm I'm trying to pick out certain people that i wanted to have on the podcast you know i'm looking at are they trustworthy do they know their stuff but for you, I, I saw that you had a young family and that really piqued my interest. And so can you tell me a little bit about your family before we talk about
1: business? Yeah, for sure. My wife, uh, Teresa, I'm actually met her at Olivet College. We've been married, can't believe it, I've been seven years. Come June of this year, um, we have a four-year-old, Amelia. And uh, we just welcomed uh, our son, Henry, about uh, two and a half weeks ago. So um, Oh,
0: you're in for it, man.
1: Yeah, so we've, between everything, it's been uh, crazy so far. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I've got two young kids of my own. And and yeah, once you bring in the second one, things start to get a little bit more chaotic. But you spread them out a little bit better than I did. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we're playing man on man defense now. No more zone. No, no. Yeah,
0: think about getting a a third or you guys are done.
1: I think we're done. We got a boy and a girl, and um, I think we're perfect now. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to get outnumbered. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So a little backstory, I, I knew Ryan back when I did an internship in college, and that was kind of when I first met Ryan, and then I've been following Ryan over the years on social media and, and, and staying connected to him that way. But tell everyone a little bit about your backstory and kind of how you got to where you are now.
1: Yeah, I, um, I went to Olivet College thinking that I was going to go into be a, a surgeon. My uncle was a surgeon. And I thought, you know, I, I go under, undergrad here and, and, and then go somewhere else for med school. Um, then I realized I didn't like blood. So that, that lasted about uh, <laughs> two sem- two semesters and I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, so I, I, I've always heard about the Albert program. So I got into the Albert uh, program, not for insurance, but for financial planning. Went through that, got a job right out of college um, at a firm up in Lansing called Vincent Tenure Group. Did that for about two and a half, three years and loved it. I, we, I, uh, my team, everyone there was awesome. We grew. But just, you know, I kind of was homesick, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, was that in Marshall, actually, she moved to Marshall for her job in Battle Creek. I just kind of, uh, I'm a, I was a 21, 22-year-old kid that kind of want to be back where I grew up from, from Marshall. So sure. I looked at uh, positions online, and I knew one of the State Farm agents in town and took a shot and never thought about PNC business in my entire life. When I re- went to uh, her and uh, stayed there for about seven years, so I was in the agent aspirant program with State Farm. Um, planned on staying with State Farm all the way through. Had the opportunity to look at two different off, a couple of different offices to actually apply for and try to uh, interview for in uh, Whitmore Lake and Grand Rapids. And then after my wife and I talk, it's you know we have a Amelia you know, was three at the time. We, we she was pregnant with Henry. It was like, do we really want to make this move and and change our whole lives and everything like that and get out of Marshall? So after doing all that, I've, my, one of my best friends is uh, the district manager for Farmers. He's been trying to get me to Farmers for a long time. So I kind of put everything together and made a little business plan depending on all these different companies. So the All-States, the State Farms, the Farmers, I put everything in there from their compliance and everything like that. And uh, Farmers took out to me good for claims it was good for client retention it was good for um in staffing and employing people it's easy to train and i i started my office here in july and i loved it ever ever since i loved it I loved, it was a great move by me i'm in town still i could be with everyone i know so it's been fun yeah that's awesome so you're from marshall correct yeah born and raised and besides that little time in uh lansing most of my life here so
0: pretty much all your natural markets right there in Marshall anyway, too. So yeah, it definitely would have been tough going up to Grand Rapids and kind of starting from scratch completely there. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. That was, that was my same thought process too. Yep.
0: But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure as an agent too, you run across pretty much every different carrier, I guess, out of all of the big insurance companies in Michigan, what makes Farmers different?
1: From, from my standpoint, Farmers has been... I've never seen it on my end for a company to want to help a client, want to help an office, the right business. Uh, underwriters on especially on the commercial side will actually work with you on finding um, solutions, finding um, areas that we can help a client to to make it into their budget also, which I've never seen that happen before. and it makes me feel good that they're willing to work with me and work with a client to make their the, the client insurance correct and also affordable for them. I think on the back side of like my district side, they're there for me to help me with any kind of marketing I need or um, training for my employees, staff, or also recruiting, which most of the time it's all through the agency with any other kind of company. So on my personal side, it, it really did help me on that end. That's awesome. I know a lot of different agents and
0: some of them are the part of the state farm or the farmers or some of our independent, I guess for the listeners, I know I know a little bit about it, but could you tell the listeners what's the difference between like a captive agent and an independent agent? And
1: then what makes farmers a little bit different in that aspect? Okay. Yeah. Um, so captive is basically you're, you're with one company, the state farms, the farmers, the all states are all you know. You only write their products. You can't really branch out from from that. Whereas an independent has that option of a ton of different options for whoever they can get written, whoever they can get actually licensed and um, licensed through and sell for. They can they can help a client out with those different options. So Captive Dove does have that backside of a company support, company marketing. You're gonna you're gonna know when you hear. Underhill agency farmers insurance, you're going to have that jingle in your head of farmers. So, those kind of things on the backside is a little bit different than what you're going to get on the independent side.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I know, even just dealing with different financial companies as an independent advisor, there are definitely some companies that I'm like, there's no way I would ever do business with them. It's not just the product that they offer, but the whole back end. And so, it sounds like farmers for sure is not only a good product for your customers but also has that back end uh, yeah. as well
1: and the nice thing about farmers is that farmers is owned by a company called zurich so we have farmers so the umbrella of farmers over us but we also have um less west for more higher risk of a client for their auto insurance we have foremost so anyone that has a uh, manufactured home for sure, but also that's like your, all your toys. So your boats, your ATVs, your RVs, your travel trailers are all going to go through um, foremost. And then, uh, you know, if we can't write any the, the commercial business policies through farmers, we do have Craft Lake, which is a brokerage. So we can go through them. They have hundreds of different options. We can go through companies we can go through. So the nice thing is I still have that independent options. I just don't have to go that route if our company is going to be already there for the client. I don't have to go that route, but I do have that option. I don't have to tell that client, no, sorry, I can't help you. Actually, I can do now is say, Hey, you know what? We can't do it with farmers, but we can do it with this company and, and still provide everything you wanted. It's kind of like the perks of the independent, but you also
0: have the perks of the captive. One question that, you know, not only do I have, but also for the listeners, a couple of years ago, Michigan made some changes uh, when it came to no fault. Could you explain kind of no fault to to everybody listening?
1: Yeah, nice easy thing to explain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so no fault in general, I don't know why they call it no fault reform. It's uh, no fault in general, just in Michigan itself is, if you get in an auto accident and you, two different cars are in the accident, your own insurance is gonna pay for any kind of damages to your vehicle. So if you have comp- comprehensive and collision coverage, the collision is going to cover your kind your damages for that onto your car. So they called it no fault reform. It didn't really change anything with, with that rule. Um, it's more on the medical side. So to make it even more confusing auto insurance, they took what used to be unlimited. So if you were hurt in an auto accident, you had coverage the rest of your life, no matter what, either you know through your uh, health insurance first, and then secondary through your your auto auto provider auto insurance. Now it's uh, you still have that same option to stay at unlimited, but now you have about seven different options underneath that. So you can go with the unlimited. You can stay at five hundred thousand for medical. So the first five hundred thousand is paid by Farmers the Farm your your auto insurance company, and the rest is going to be paid out by your, either you out of pocket or your health insurance that if they do cover. Second is going to be the two hundred fifty thousand. So the same same idea as the five hundred thousand. If you have Medicaid, you can opt to go to fifty thousand. Okay. Um, so the first fifty thousand, and then last is uh, Medicare, which you can actually completely opt out. Yeah, also, along with the, if you have a health plan that qualifies as a um, as an actual health plan that would cover qualified health plans, what it's called on our side. And that means you can actually opt out completely from no medical on your auto insurance at all, which is always very worrisome for me because it does save you money. But back end, if something happens, you might be out of a lot of money because of things that aren't covered with some type of medical health insurance claims. Yeah, I I had kind of figured that
0: they had changed some of the medical on the no fault. But yeah, I didn't know quite like that you could save money when it came to medicaid and medicare i did not know that
1: yeah it uh always will try to teach our clients that like they they had those options But i want to show them those options but i will always try to inform them that probably won't be the best option for them because of the downside there's always going to be a downside of you you are saving money but god forbid you were to get into auto accident the things that you know for um, remodeling your house those kind of things aren't going to be happening if you were to opt out completely right so that might in a
0: way lead into my next question but what is the biggest mistake you see younger families make when it comes to their homeowners and car insurance is that the biggest mistake or is there something else that's a little bit?
1: you know that's that's one of them uh, i think the uh our generation is is uh, keen on online shopping when you online shop, you can think that you can inform yourself of the right decisions you're making without having an expert. The, the computer might tell you some things, but so I see a lot of the times like very low limits for your liability on, on younger, younger families. That just worries me because if you were the one to get into auto accident, someone comes back and sues you, you might not have enough coverage to cover any kind of assets, income for your next 10 years on there. So that always worries me when I see the lower liability policies. And, and medical also falls under that. You see a lot of people that do go online to shop that are probably at that lower 250000 for medical, 500000 or even opting out. And we'll try to have that conversation with them once for, um, they're in our office to explain what they did and, and how we can actually make the policy better for them. Uh, on, uh, on the home side, it's kind of the same thing. It's it's fun because people, uh, they think that their home is worth less or it's worth what it, you could sell it for. Um, whereas it's, it's actually worth what you can have to build it back for. So a lot of times we're quoting someone and they, their home maybe could sell 400,000, but on our system it's saying 340,000 just because Normally on a rebuild cost of a home, it's $250 a square foot. Uh, And and it kind of explained it to someone saying, hey, your policies are this right now. If something were to happen, you won't be rebuilt back up to what you have currently. That's the whole main goal of insurance is to make sure that you are whole again at the end of the day. So if they don't know that, then when that claim happens, it's going to be a very bad day for them, but also their agent too, because that would be a lot of, heartache throughout that whole time of losing their home first off, but also not being able to ever build that house the correct way again. Right.
0: Yeah. And that was, you know, something I had run into a little bit uh, with my own policy, but because just because I've had a home for a couple of years, the value has gone up not only because of just COVID in general, but also because I have done some renovations. Do you see that quite often too, where, you're reviewing their policy and they think it's worth x and again the, the replacement value is way off
1: yeah i think that's the important thing of actually um of actually having those reviews with clients because stuff that's always going to happen like you know you're going to do those little home improvements yourself or you know and you're not going to think about calling hey I'm going to call my insurance person tell me tell them this and my prices go up because of it so we try to do um every one to two years have a review with our clients to sit down and kind of go over these things like, Hey, any kind of new updates, to the home changes, add ons um, uh, detached structures that you built just so that we know most of the time, um, insurance companies have a extension on there already. So about 10% that'll cover those kind of things. So you're already, you're going to see your insurance policy go up just because of inflation every year. The rebuild costs will go up the coverage right. a, um, but. It'll also have that extra 10 to 15%, depending on the company, that'll raise with that also so that, you know, you don't call for two years, you put in, uh, you finished your basement, that might be another 30 to 40,000 to your house. Now, if something were to happen, you still have that backside, but always trying to review just making sure that that actual number now is correct, but you always have that backside. Hopefully that there is that extra um, coverage there for you.
0: So I guess one Question again, I have that's a little bit personal, but I know will help a lot of the listeners here is at what point, you know, when you're owning a car, is it better to then switch from comp, full comprehensive to like a PLPD or vice versa? If you're at a PLPD, at what point should you put on full comp?
1: Oh, well, if you've, if you've always, if you have a loan on your car, you're going to have to do it or at least. So don't try to get around, get around them. They always will send us the letters to our office. Um, But, uh, you know, I I honestly think it's a very personal thing with people that sometimes they have a 25-year-old car, but it still has value to them in their eyes. And if it's something that taking off comprehensive and collision is going to save them $100 every six months, they might not do that just because worst case scenario, something happens. It might be the only car they have and they want some kind of repayment because of that. What I usually do is I, I always will base it on Kelly Blue Book. So I see the hey, your car is only worth four thousand dollars. You're paying seven hundred dollars every six months for your car. And try to get that math to them if if it makes sense to them. We can always drop it down, especially if that value is not there in in the in the car itself. Okay. Yeah, because I know personally I just when I build out
0: an emergency fund for myself or my clients, that's another big thing in there is, hey, maybe you can have a higher deductible or you can afford to to switch from full coverage to PLPD. It just depends on their situation. But yeah, obviously you got to have the cash to kind of get everything started or replace everything if you can't afford to to be able to make that coverage. So one other thing that I look at when I'm looking for people to have on the podcast is that they're not only involved with their family and their business, but they're also involved in your community. I, that stood out to me for you. I know you're on uh, the city council for Marshall. I just had a couple more things come through yesterday on kind of the announcement. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what's going on in Marshall when it comes to this new plant that's coming in?
1: Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, since I've been I've been on council for now, about five, five years now, it's going in my fifth year. And we have a pl- we have a site called the mega site Marshall Mega Site in town that has actually yesterday got to go to Ford and Ford is Ford is going to build a 3.5 billion dollar battery plant at that location. So it's just to the uh, the west uh, the west of town, um, about 1,800 acres. But it, it, it's it was pretty exciting to see all that hard work. Cause it's it, even past that five years, it's, it's been going on probably 25 to 40 years wow. that this uh, property has been like this. And I've always heard about it. And our, the team at the, at the city have done a really good job of working with the state, working with other um, local organizations to get this marketable and get it in front of many different uh, companies to, to get this to happen. Yeah, I'm sure you had lots of different voices in the community,
0: voicing in their opinions uh, on that decision.
1: Yes, yes, good, good and bad. Uh, it, it, it's a scariest thing. I, I think the same thing on my end. It's you know, Marshall, Michigan is 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 the quintessential like, small town USA. Like you're yep. on town, you're gonna see everyone you know. A lot of people are scared of what of what 2,500 jobs will do. In my eyes in the last 20 years we've lost um Eaton, a part of eaton's that uh, has i left and uh, state farm their yep. offices are left and it's, it, that was about the same if not more jobs 2500 or more jobs that left so getting it back up to that the level we were at before i think it'd be awesome for the community for small business for just some growth too to see different things that you know we, we couldn't do with the size we were at and the number of people in town that we were at so i am i'm 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 very excited for the generation for generations that come to see what they can what they will do with this
0: yeah it's big things for for not only michigan but for marshall as well just being a small community and uh i don't think personally too i don't think it's really going to change marshall and who they are to the core they've always been you know that like you said a, a small town usa everything from the summer car show to uh, the parade that they have every year—I mean, all that kind of stuff—I don't think is going to change. I don't. It's not going to overnight become a bigger city like Grand Rapids or something.
1: No, no, yeah, and I think with the back—that was the coolest thing yesterday of hearing um, from from Bill Ford Jr. the backing that that the Ford Fund has, that they, the, the things that we can do through our community now for all the nonprofit uh, centers and those kind of things in town that can after that Ford the Ford grants that um, wasn't a possibility before so I think that's uh, gonna be amazing to see for all these different organizations around town that's awesome
0: that's awesome all right one last question Uh, it's one question that it's probably gonna catch you off guard just a little bit so you can think about it Uh, this is a question I want to ask everyone who comes on to the podcast what is one piece of advice you would give to other young families or young parents? Uh, it doesn't have to be insurance related. It could be just parenting advice, money advice, time management, overall life advice.
1: Yeah. You made me cry now. I'm an emotional dude. Um, <laughs> so what I have realized with my daughter, Henry hasn't been around too long. So he got, he got hauled me for the past couple of weeks is just embrace the time you have um, I'm everywhere all the time. And I appreciate everything my wife does for me to um, let me do those things. Um, but when I am with, uh, with them, I try to engage as much as I can. And it's hard at times, especially the past couple of uh, months doing this, to you know put my phone down, um, not check my emails, not check my incoming calls, those kind of things. But just to focus on them and you know just be a part. I, I always love to have those core memories to just doing activities that with her and, and, and taking her places and doing new things and being as engaged as possible when I'm when I'm there because I am everywhere all the time. and when I try to be with when I am with them, I try to walk in as much as I can. Yeah, yeah no, I think I, you hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, just
0: entrepreneurship in general, um, being a young adult with young kids. Uh, no, I definitely I feel that. And so um, kudos to you and the, and the family, and I hope everything continues to go well with you and your agency. But before we go, I just want to let everybody be able to get a hold of you. So what's the best way for everyone to reach out to you if they have a quote or just a, a question?
1: Yeah, our phone number at the office is 2697270660. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Underhill Agency-Farmers Insurance. Uh, I'm pretty uh, active on that. So you'll see me too and just send me a message if you want to get in touch. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it, Connor. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowserman or preferred financial group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowserman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor in any of the securities and advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments. Products and services provided are not NCOA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.